It's third down. Underneath, and touchdown, Rashad White! Tie game with the extra point to come. Tommy, terrific. The Bucks were dreadful last night, based on what I saw. I got back to the house a little late into the game, but it was the part of the game that was the most entertaining by a mile, based on what it looked like. It was 16-3 to in the final minutes of the game. Then Brady tossed a one-yard touchdown to Kate Otten, pulling within six. And with three minutes remaining on the clock, he got the ball back with 2.29 left. How about the Saints not doing anything to run time off the clock? Brady gets the ball back, two minutes left, and then makes his way down the field. Six-yard throw to Rashad White with three seconds remaining on the clock. I just try and sit back. He's our in-the-zone player of the night, by the way. Uh, I try and sit back and marvel at it when I see something like that. I try to really sink in and appreciate it in the way that I should have, but I was too young with Michael Jordan at the end of his career, if he hits a game winner, any one of these could be the last one. That could be the last game-winning touchdown Brady ever throws. So I try and think about that stuff when I'm watching it. I mean, I've kind of uh, taken Tom seriously his entire career, so I'm a little, dare I say, sick of him at this point. No, but no, I mean, it, it's cool that he's this age and still playing at the level he's playing at, and he's still dangerous like the bucks have been a total grind ugly wins finding ways but again it's all about how you're playing at the right time of year and you just never know like just the spook factor of playing tom brady in a playoff game when the time comes and yes i anointed the bucks nfc south champions after they beat the seahawks in london or in germany uh so they're going to win that division so and they're dangerous if they're in they're dangerous I don't think they are. You think they're dangerous no, in the playoffs? but Tom is. Like, if Tom wins a round or two, everyone's going to be like, oh, my God, but it's Tom. He's capable of such things. Of course, Tom Brady would. Uh, this, I mean, he's he is the GOAT, but he's also, I have said many times, the most fortunate quarterback in NFL history with some of the stuff that has gone his way. I mean, you could go back to the tuck rule. Oh, to, everything. To getting to, the opportunity to play. Right, yeah, exactly. And then you look at the the, the, the the division that he's in, the quarterbacks they had before right. he joined the Bucks, and then what it's become afterwards. And then even just this season, he, his team is bad, and the division is now getting even worse. even worse. It's the worst division in the NFL. And on top of it, the Bucks are a shoe-in to make the playoffs, but one of the teams that you know would have beaten them be the San Francisco 49ers, but now he goes up against Brock Purdy potentially. Right. So just conti- and I still think the 49ers are better with Purdy at quarterback, but they're certainly not as good as they were before with Jimmy Garoppolo. At least we think. I, I really don't think the drop off is going to be as crazy as most would think. I mean, we'll see how he does in this first start. It's one thing to enter a game with and a team have no tape on you, but again, I just feel like the way the Niners run offense, it's not as much on the quarterback just make the simple you know just do the simple job make the easy look good i can't remember what sala said about what mike uh mike white did make the simple look easy yeah i don't know i make the easy look simple yeah. one of the two but the crazy thing about last night was that Schefter tweet about brady being 0 and 37 in the regular season and 1 and 43 including the playoffs when trailing by at least 13 points in the fourth quarter 
with the only win being that crazy comeback against the Falcons in the Super Bowl. Right. And that touchdown that Tom Brady threw at the end that was with uh, three seconds left on the clock was the latest game-winning touchdown that he's ever thrown in his career. So the fact that Brady is still able to accomplish things that he's never accomplished before is a feat in and of itself. Before we move on to this Heisman topic, I've got queued up. What do you consider to be a successful season for the Bucks as it stands right now? Winning the division is kind of a shoe-in at this point. That would be a massive failure. Right. I mean, you got Tom Brady, so the goal is always Super Bowl, or at least Super Bowl appearance. But in all actuality and how things have gone and what I expect from this team, if if they could make an NFC title game, oh, that's huge. Like, that would be, how could you be mad by the way it looks and is to this point? If you got all the way to the NFC title, and if you lost it in tough fashion, then you'd be feeling some type of way. But if you're a Bucks fan and this team gets the NFC title, that's a that's an amazing run. Um, yes, I would agree with that. It would be pretty incredible if this year's team got further than the last year's team got. Right. But the NFC has some weird teams in there. Anything's possible. I mean, I think the Eagles and Cowboys have are sort of be you know they're the teams. With the Niners, I th- I think that they're capable, but we still do need to see if Purdy is capable of guiding the offense properly. I think the Bucks could beat the Vikings in a playoff sure. game. Sure, sure, definitely they'll def- could, could definitely beat the Giants. Although I do think that would be a good matchup for the Giants. Yeah, so if they got like the Vikings in round one, let's say, and then and then the Forty ers in round two, and Brock Purdy just had a stink fest. And in the Niners' defense, like it was like a twelve to ten game, and Brady did just sure. enough, like he did last night. You could kind of see where they could possibly get there. I think if you look at it based on just how we view the season at the end, if you look at the Bucks and say Todd Bowles should keep his job, I think it was a successful year because right now it doesn't look like he's fit to be the head coach. Right, I mean he's he's not really the. The reason I think the Bucks can make a run, if anything, they're playing despite him. Uh, but yeah, thinking about other matchups, like if they played the Eagles, they beat them last year. They eliminated them. They outclassed them. Oh God, this is such a different Eagles team. It's though. so different. But still, <laughs> there's that question that still needs to be officially answered. Yeah, do weird things do happen in the playoffs? Weird things happen in the playoffs. No it's one and done. So moving to the Heisman. We saw four finalists announced yesterday. Georgia's Stetson Bennett, USC's Caleb Williams, TCU's Max Duggan, and Ohio State's C.J. Stroud. Uh, Caleb Williams is the odds-on favorite, minus 2,500. So they're telling you that he's basically already won it. This feels like such a flat year for the Heisman. Usually we go in with one guy that's unquestioned, or you've got a great debate between two or three I feel like I can make a good case for why all four of these guys should not win the Heisman. That's how I feel about this year. Like, the trophy should just sit there on the table and nobody gets it. That's how I view this year's Heisman. Unclaimed. It's for next year. Yep. Nope, sorry. Nobody was deserving enough this year. You guys, they were awesome. These four quarterbacks are awesome. No doubt about that. But I don't feel like one guy really won it. I mean, you give it to Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams, the last memory we have of him was a flop. Yeah, I mean, he had to kind of will his team, and he just wasn't capable of doing it. Uh, I think I just found a new top five topic for you. Five worst Heisman, worst deserving Heisman candidates. Oh, No, I love that. I actually, so I do have a top five for today already ready to go. My top five today is the top five 
non-quarterbacks that should have been finalists. Mm. Because this is my gripe. With it, I think that the reason why it falls flat is because of what we've done over the last 20 or so years where we've turned this into the NFL MVP award. It's now, it's not the most outstanding player in college football. It's become the best quarterback on the best team. That's what the NFL MVP award is. That's not what the Heisman is supposed to be. When I grew up, it was supposed to be the most spectacular player Relative to their position, of course, well, quarterbacks are more important. Nobody argues that. Well, they but get to put up better numbers for the most part. But Devontae Smith did win over Mac Jones that year. And Mac right. Jones had crazy numbers. Since the year 2000, the Heisman Trophy has gone the way of 18 quarterbacks. The only non-quarterbacks to win from 2000 on, Reggie Bush, even though his was technically oh, vacated. Best college best player trash. ever next to Tebow in my eyes. Mark, I don't, I don't mind that take. Mark Ingram. Derrick Henry, Devontae Smith, so three guys from Alabama. Outside of that, it's all have to, outside of that, it's all quarterbacks. Yeah, and, and I and I just don't like what the award has become over the years. Like I think defensive guys should be mentioned. I think hell, we should have offensive linemen. Who was who was it? And we don't know the answer to this. I bet there was a high level power five left tackle that didn't give up a sack all year. Why is it that guy on the podium? Uh, those those stats just don't measure up the skill player stats. I love the trenches, but I I disagree with the linemen when they have we their need, own award. I think we need defensive more. players if they're like Manti Teo, God bless him. That year that he had at Notre Dame, still don't know if like he he that that type of defensive performance deserves to be in the conversation. And and I we don't put the players at other positions outside of we still give love to running backs and wide receivers but really outside of those are the only two other positions that even have a shot at winning a Heisman trophy the quarterback is a shoe in unless one of those other guys is just so ridiculously over the top that you go okay we'll give uh, we'll give them a look and usually they play for Alabama we don't even put the defensive players that would be eligible for this award on a pedestal at all. I mean, Aiden Hutchinson comes to mind. It's it's not like it never They get have, invited sometimes, but they just, never have the statistical line that gets a, them the win, though. But that's not how defense works. You know, like, sacks are great, but there's more to defense than sacks and tackles. What kind of impact but, do you make? Because you can double a defensive lineman. Aaron Donald doesn't have eye-popping stats. He's unstoppable. Yeah, well, that's it's it's tough to measure, and unfortunately, measure it. when you're talking about MVP or Heisman, you're dealing with an award where stats are king. I th- I think okay. So here's an example. This is how little we put these players on a pedestal. I think just getting invited as sorry to cut you off, but as a defensive player, just being invited is like wow, that's crazy for and, sure, and that is enough for me. But that to, should to respect ha- it. But that should happen every year. I guarantee there was an outstanding defensive player this year that it just sort of blew away the competition. It was so much better than everybody else at their relative position. I am obsessed with football. I watch college football all day on Saturday. You love it too. Could you name one? Name one defensive player that stands out to you. And I'm not putting you on the spot because I can't either right. without looking it up. Yeah, and that's NFL the, prospect wise. But like. 
It shouldn't work like that. Those guys should be plastered on all of the shows. Like, look at what this guy's doing. We don't do it. Somebody on Georgia's defense. I mean, that. but like college football, unless you're talking about the Big Ten and Iowa and teams like, everything's spread out and it's very offensive focused. So it's hard to even make your statement on a D. De- and it's hard even in the NFL these days, nonetheless college. But everything stems from the quarterback. That's why you're always going to have that. They're able to put up the biggest yards. The ball's always in their hand. So as much as I would like to see more defensive players enter that category, they have their own awards for that reason. And if if they're invited, that means they're doing something crazy. They have their own awards, but they're not as prestigious I mean, as this one. The, we should, you know, what we should do then. We should change the look. Of, I love the Heisman Trophy. I was just going to say, holding the ball and his hand is out. We should change it to a guy throwing the football because that's what the award is. <laughs> but I, but at the same time, there's a guy with a ball in his hand throwing a stiffy. A mean stiffy at that. <laughs> a very and the one. defensive player is not holding the ball, laying a stiffy, unless they're taking it to the crib, which doesn't get to happen all the time. <laughs> we need more of this. I I think we should rethink the Heisman. Coming up next, can Brock Purdy lead the Niners to glory? We'll check in with Sam Monson from PFF.com next.